You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're talking from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 today, the armor of God. Scripture says, put on the whole armor of God, all of it, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Now, that you may be able, that's critical. Uh, The armor of God gives you an ability that you do not have by yourself. If you do not have the armor, this ability will not be yours no matter how badly you want to have it. And the armor of God is something that you must prepare ahead of time. It is not something that you just choose to do. It is something you must study, you need to learn about. It's not complicated. And it doesn't take forever to get this, but you do need to have some understanding of how it works. And again, it's one thing to have the will. It's another thing altogether to have the ability. And I know it sounds like I'm bragging, but I remember as a football player having the will to beat the kid across the line from me, but not having the ability because he was stronger than I was. But I decided to do something about it. I got tired of being humiliated. And I went to the weight room and I didn't just work out like all the other guys. I thought if I work out like everybody else, I'll be even with them. I'm going to work out more than them. When they get done, I'm going to stay in the weight room. I lifted heavier weight little by little. I, I And listen, I cheated. I did a bunch of stuff I wasn't supposed to do. I was supposed to have spotters. I didn't have spotters. I can't tell you how many times I had so much weight on the bar that I couldn't get it up. And there was no one to get it off of me. And I had to roll it down my chest to my waist, then sit up and, and, you know, that's probably not a good idea. But anyway, I did that kind of thing. When I got home, they ran me out of the weight room. I got home, I started doing push-ups with my brother sitting on my shoulder. And when he wasn't around, I'd I'd stand on my head the hallway and do uh, vertical push-ups and skip rope six, seven hundred times and did, did everything I could to get an edge. And it worked. And then I had an ability, not just the willpower, but I had the ability, and that's exactly what Paul is trying to tell us here. Uh, You know, when I hauled hay as a young man, I had to have special gloves. We had really heavy-duty gloves, and they were lengthy gloves. They went down to about mid-forearm here, and the reason is because of uh, the alfalfa would just scratch you. Regular gloves that only went to here were not good enough. You had to have these long gloves. And then I had uh, chaps, big, heavy-duty bullhide chaps, not just cowhide chaps, bullhide chaps. And you'd put them on, uh, the, the hay bales would eat right through your jeans. In less than a day, you could wear a hole in a pair of jeans because of how bad the hay stubble was. But those chaps protected me. And then I had steel-toed boots, not just ordinary boots, but steel-toed boots. And I can't tell you how many times that I would drop a bale on my feet. Never bothered me because I had steel toes to protect me. So it was the equipment that enabled me to do the job that I did. Let me ask you this. Could a scuba diver go deep into the water without the gear? Would a welder turn on a welding machine and get close to what he's working on without a mask, without the goggles? 
Do you see how important then the equipment is? It's more than willpower. Just because you have the will to do it doesn't mean you can do it. It's important to get the tool. And so equipment bestows an ability that the unequipped do not have. And I said this earlier in another lesson. I'm going to say it again. Our equipment is for the mind, the mouth, and the heart. And that's so very important. The lack of equipment will allow the enemy to use your own mind against you. And that's really where a lot of people get beat. They don't get beat because the enemy, in all of his strength, the enemy knows how to turn your own mind against you. Uh, it's just like when you reach your hand into something that's hot. Your own nervous system comes back to bite you. Your own nervous system tells you to get back and you shrink away. It's because of how your nervous system is designed and your mind is designed to protect you. But when it is fed the wrong information, it will cause you to shrink away from challenges that you could and should overcome. That's why it's important that you learn to use your mind. Now, God not only wants to deliver you, but he wants to reverse the thing that was sent against you so that it backfires the enemy. Now listen to me. There is nothing that discourages the devil more than someone who resists him. The Bible says that when the devil tempted Jesus in both uh, Luke 4 and Matthew 4, that the devil left him for a season. The devil didn't come back right away. He didn't come back the next day. He, he was frustrated. He was defeated. He went away in humility because he was pushed away by Jesus. He knew he couldn't overcome him. It didn't work. It was frustrating. And that's why you see, listen, read the book of Daniel. Daniel did not go to the fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not go to the lion's den. Uh, the devil had learned something by attacking these guys that if I hit them, that they reversed this thing so badly against me that I wind up getting hurt because what I did. And that's an idea that we need to have strength about. It, it will give you strength when you know that. I tell the devil when he comes against me, you're rolling the dice, buddy. You're rolling the dice because I'm going to flip the script and turn this against you. Now listen to this. One of my favorite stories in all of Scripture. Look at this. The Bible says in the book of Exodus chapter 2, And a man of the house of Levi went and took as a wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, daubed it with asphalt and pitch, and put the child in it, laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. So this baby is put in a waterproof basket by the Nile River in the edge. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him. And she said, this is one of the Hebrews children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, shall I go and call a nurse for you from the Hebrew women that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, go. So the maiden went and called the child's mother. 
Then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, take this child away and nurse him for me and I will give you your wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him and the child grew. And she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and he became her son. So she called his name Moses saying, because I drew him out of the water. Now listen to this. All of this got started because of an attack of the devil through Pharaoh. Exodus 1.22, so Pharaoh commanded all his people saying, every son who is born of you shall be cast into the river and every daughter you shall save alive. So Moses is there because of something evil that Pharaoh did. But it is Pharaoh's own daughter who rescues Moses. And what does she do? She permits Moses to be raised by his own mother, pays his own mother to nurse him, which would have lasted till he was from three to five years of age. By that time, something amazing had already developed inside Moses and he knew who his people were. And so the very plan of the devil was being upset because God took one of his and put him in the house of Pharaoh where Pharaoh's strength was. Listen to this, Acts chapter 7, verse 22. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and deeds. Wow. What I want you to see is it was the training and this attitude that was put into Moses, not by the Hebrews. They were slaves. They had a defeated attitude. It was a conqueror's attitude that was put into Moses. Still had to have God, still had to have God's touch, but it was an attitude that was put in him that he could not stand to be beaten down and run over. He never learned how to accept that. And it was because of being raised in Pharaoh's house. And the very thing that Pharaoh did resulted in his own undoing. When he gave the command, have all those baby boys killed, he didn't know it, but his worst enemy entered into his own household. And that's what we've got to do with the devil. We've got to learn how to flip the script. And, oh, this is so exciting because when you operate in the armor of God, you flip the script. And that's what this whole series is about. It's all the time I've got for today, but we're going to keep talking about this. Read this, Exodus chapter 2, uh, Acts chapter 7, verse 20, Exodus 1, 22. Put all these things together and do your own reading here, and you'll be blown away by how you see God working in these passages. It's all the time I have. See you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.